you can think of Live Grow as your 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 kind of like secret superpower in marketing, right? You know, Live Grow provides you with um, this this proprietary framework of ours, you know, called the the, the interest based uh, targeting crucible, which allows you to think and to model what your target persona might look like. Hello and welcome to this week's Hobnob episode, brought to you by Fulfillment Crowd, the world-leading fulfillment provider, trusted by online retailers to fulfill orders on time, every time. Hobnob was created to inspire conversations with industry-leading professionals, giving you the best advice and tips straight from the experts. My name is Cameron Mitchell and I'll be hosting today's podcast alongside my co-host, Liz Cherm. Hi Liz, how are you doing? Hi, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Excited to be helping you co-host today's episode. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Um, Shall we introduce today's guest? Yeah, absolutely, let's do it. So today we're joined by a special guest from one of our trusted partners. So welcome to Gilbert from Leaf Grow. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, first of all, then, would you like to just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your role within the business? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name is Gilbert and I'm the CEO of Leaf Grow. Um, I'm originally from Costa Rica, uh, now based in the northeast of England. Uh, you know, not, not quite the same, but same as, as green and, you know, beautiful beaches <laughs> around. So <laughs> can't complain. <laughs> So how have you been coping during lockdown then? Are you managing to work virtually okay? Um, what do you miss most about before lockdown? A social interaction, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I love, you know, doing these type of things, you know, when you're talking to people and, and, and things like that, despite, you know, I, I'm sure by now a lot of people will have Zoom fatigues, but um, I think it really has changed the way you, you socialize, you know, like uh, me being originally from Costa Rica, before yeah. the pandemic, I never joined a virtual party or like a building <laughs> drinks or any of that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and I joined, you know, and, you know, as a team, I think we, at the beginning of this year, you know, and, and because of, you know, how fast we've been growing, uh, we've been kind of like stretching on what everybody's doing. So at the beginning of the year, you know, as we were planning and looking forward to the year ahead, uh, we made some changes just to move communication to be more asynchronous, you know, like start slowing down on that, on that aspect of people expecting you to be yeah. available all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think it really set way really good towards the pandemic because suddenly the team was already trained uh, in how to be, you know, a little bit more aware of people's time, a little bit more aware of, you know, having this asynchronous communication, um, about minimizing meetings and things like that and uh, and creating the space for for more focus work. And I think that actually played a, a very good, um, has played a, you know, a strength role uh, as, as we move to the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of how the team has really, you know, uh, evolved and adapted. So I guess yeah, you're ahead of the game then really above everyone else. <laughs> um, I mean, you have to, right? I mean, we, uh, I started the year being in Jakarta because, you know, um, last, you know, towards the end of last year, you know, like uh, we we were invited to to, to Jakarta in Indonesia, one of our clients' uh, offices oh, wow. to kind of like operate there for a couple of months um, and, you know, understand a lot about 
you know, kind of like the cultural differences. Southeast Asia right now is one of the fastest growing uh, markets, really, you know, in terms yeah. of digitalization and all this. And, you know, we wanted to kind of experience some of that. So we started the, the year uh, there in, in Southeast Asia. And, you know, we have a team in Costa Rica. We have, you know, like the, the bulk of the team is in the UK. So working almost like, you know, around the sun, you know, really put a lot of, uh, you know, stress, I guess, you know, good stress in, in the system. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can say that we were slightly ahead of, of the game and, and we're making the most out of it really as, as we continue to grow. Yeah, that sounds amazing, but it doesn't compare to the weather over here then. <laughs> I think we're all different. I think we're all coping with it in very different ways. But I mean, you guys have been growing, you know, quite a bit as well, right? So I mean, I'm, I'm you know, we're pretty, we're pretty proud of, you know, like uh, partners like you guys. You know, you've been able to to co-op with all, the, you know, the, the the stress and the tension with this, right? Yeah. So if you could just start off by telling us then just a bit about um, Leaf Grow and what it is you do in the platform that you offer. Yeah, I mean, you can think of Leaf Grow as your, you know, your kind of like secret superpower in marketing, right? Uh, and, and that's how I like to, to, to explain to people, like, you know, we give you that, you know, like um, that, that secret power that you, you know, that really takes you to the next level in terms of marketing, whether that's, you know, through the platform or, you know, uh, through the platform plus, which is kind of like, um, you know, more attuned to the managed service, but really is where we come together, you know, with, with customers and we help them structure you know, they're thinking, they grow, and we help them uh, grow in a in a sustainable uh, in a sustainable way, right? And and the platform, in many ways, abstracts all the complexity of digital marketing. You know, so that you really can can focus on the things that matter, uh, doing doing uh, e-commerce and, and and doing growth. You know, like they're very complex things in their own right. And I feel like uh, any bit of support, especially if it is you know super powering itself really comes handy for you to to take into your into your goals right yeah well we know ourselves really like you said we knew that we were missing a trick not getting involved in social media marketing but we didn't really know where to start um but we're actually happy customers of leaf grow um we use your platform ourselves don't we for our own yeah. social marketing efforts um and i know that one of the functions that we were most impressed with when we came on board with you guys was the ability to create the lookalike customer lists based on our existing customer personas. Um, so Gil, do you think it is the smart tech within LeafGrow's platform that provides the true value for money for customers then? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I would say it, it's a big part of it, but you know, like Leaf helps you in two fronts, right? Or, you know, three, but I mean, at the core is two, right? It helps you make the most of and understand your audiences. And you know, structure those audiences in a way that is smart, and you know, in a way that really uh, delivers on the on the different objectives that as a company you will have. And you know, second to that is allowing you to optimize and really iterate through the right content for you know those audiences, right? And help you match those two. Uh, and obviously, you know, lookalike audiences, and especially building on top of that is a key key part of you know of the funnel. But just as key as part of that is is that prospecting, right? And for a lot of customers, being able to prospect new customers, not only based on lookalikes, but also based on interest-based targeting or demographic targeting and, and others. You know, LeafGrow provides you with um, this this proprietary framework of ours, you know, called the, the, the interest-based uh, targeting crucible, which allows you to think and to model what your target persona 
might look like. You know, these are yeah. all hypotheses, right? Uh, and and then let you test those hypotheses uh, in in real time, and and you know, and for you to be able to iterate on top of that. Yeah. So it, it kind of gives an added understanding to your customer persona that maybe you never had before. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I think um, one of those uh, things is in. You know, it, it happens a lot that your uh, uh, vision of, of target persona, right, um, might come slightly different to the reality. And you want to get to those answers and to that insight, you know, as, as soon as possible so that you can build on top of that. Exactly, yeah. It's safe to say then from our end, and I'm sure from everyone else's end, social media advertising has well and truly peaked. Um, last year, it was reported by Smartly that 50% of retailers are spending at least half of their marketing budget on social media ads at the moment, which is obviously a huge allocation percentage of budget. Um, would you say that that's something you've seen personally reflected in your own clients at LeafGrow? I think that that uh, question, you know, uh, will have different answers depending on where in the world you are. Uh, yeah. and, and I think that... Um, and, and also, you know, like that question probably would have had a different answer previous to the pandemic. Because yeah. I think that, you know, like something that the, you know, this whole COVID and this whole, you know, new normal, you know, as, as we call it, mm -hmm. is it has accelerated a lot of businesses online. So businesses that before were not there yet, you know, needed to move uh, fairly quickly. And I feel like uh, that suddenly has opened a lot of opportunities, right? Yeah, I guess it's a, a big challenge for them at the moment then. Um, just talking from my own personal experience of working in agencies in the past, um, I've seen that it can be a real challenge um, f from clients is that sometimes they want instant results and sometimes they want miracles to happen overnight. Um, how does LeafGrow combat these expectations? And do you think it's more about what you spend or is it more to do with the quality of the adverts that you produce? It's, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a, a, a simple result in terms of how much you spend. I think it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's managing expectations with people, you know, like everybody thinks that they're overnight successes, right? And mm -hmm. with a lot yeah. of our customers, we, we try to handle those expectations up front, not because you're not going to get there, but because it's a process, right? This is yeah. not a sprint. It's not a 200 meter sprint. It's actually more, you know, attuned to, you know, like an Ironman run, right? There is going to be stages there. You're going to have to iterate through those. You need to understand those. You need to understand also, how do you scale your budgets, right? Um, yeah. Something that we, you know, we tell our customers right up front is regardless if you had the budget or not, you know, it starts slow, right? Start understanding and start stretching the algorithms before you start scaling. Scaling your budget is a, is a you know, is a two variable approach. You know, you need to be able to scale your budgets horizontally and vertically. Right. Like because you can very easily saturate your audiences. You can very easily get to ad fatigue, something that is very specific to social media marketing. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you keep, you know, your fingers on, on, on those uh, on those variables. Now, obviously, Leaf Grow uh, will gives you not only gives you the insights, you know, and reporting in Leaf is, you know, as you guys have seen it, right, is it's, it's, it's a very key part of you understanding not just the performance of your campaigns, but also. Uh, you know, the, the health of, you know, in many ways, the business, right? And understanding even the interaction that the different campaigns have to each other. 
a lot of people think that, you know, it's one campaign, the one that is going to be the winner. But this is like, you know, it's like in football, right? Who scores the goal? Is it the last person who touches the ball before he hits the net? Or is it all the players that touch the ball in that play that make it the goal, right? And people need to understand, you know, that as you build the funnel, you know, your campaigns are going to be a reflection of that. And, you know, that's only in, the, in that iteration, you know, in making sure that you have the right hypothesis up front that you can react to the evolution of those. And I think that's where, you know, leave comes into play in a very key fashion. It allows you to, to model your campaigns based on your objectives, based on your part of the funnel. Uh, and more importantly, it gives you the, the insights so that you can make decisions. Something that we released uh, just a couple of weeks ago is the fact that you can stack your campaigns and be able to see them you know, under one report and we call them aggregated reports. So you're gonna be able to see uh, you know, different, uh, different campaigns in a blended view. And you're gonna be able to see what are the best performing creatives? What are the best performing copy? You know, what are the best performing elements that then allows you to, for you to make decisions and be able to iterate on those quickly? Absolutely, thanks a lot. Um, so from your past experience, what would you say is the most successful campaigns that you've been a part of? <laughs> there are many. Um, well, maybe may, maybe one, you know, like where we share a customer, it's just Bear Grylls, right? Uh, yeah. And, you know, you guys been, you know, uh, you know, just as part of that success, I would say, as, as us. Uh, and, you know, that was a very interesting one because we had to set it up from, from scratch, really, right? In a very, you know, almost record time uh, fashion, uh, just ready for, for the, the holiday season last year. And it has been, you know, growing quite steadily. Uh, over the last few months and you know we're very very uh, excited about you know the, this year and you know how the growth has been has been going so probably Bear Grylls is a, is a quite exciting one it was a great challenge as well because you know he being the celebrity that he is you know understanding who your buying persona yeah. versus your engaging persona right it's not the same people who were engaging you know with his content as the same as the people who are buying you know the high quality of products that he, you know, that 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 he sells on on his website, and and you know, like, and that's an interesting one, right? Because people who engages, and especially somebody, you know, comes with, you know, with an existing audience, right? And that audience is built some, you know, in a different vertical. Being able to translate that, and also being able to find new new audiences is key, right? And I think uh, it was a great challenge, and you know, like we, we you know, we've been able to share that success with you guys. Um, Two other clients uh, or, or projects that we've been quite successful, you know, and, and we continue to grow with them, uh, is probably Vivado. Uh, they are, uh, it's a it's a BIP, it's a very cool BIP, really. And, and they, you know, on the back of two products, you know, uh, or one product with, you know, different configurations, they've been able to, you know, to grow and, you know, alongside with us, they they they, they went from like, um, you know, three, three figure sales a month to, to now like six figures sales a month. Uh, oh, wow. and yeah it, it's been uh, a ride you know like we went from like them being one people one person now they're like 10 you know it's great to see businesses you know grow with that um we have another you know uh, a partner or client of ours customer of ours in the states and they do like night vision cameras psionics oh, yeah. uh again you know like super cool product and you know with them we're a completely different scale you know like uh we're, uh, you know, in multiples of, of millions of, of pounds uh, yeah. in sales. And, you know, seeing that growth is, is just amazing. And seeing the impact that, you know, something like Leaf has, has on it is great. That's amazing. So um, just going back to the Bear Grylls then, just for a bit of fun, 
um, if you were taking part in um, Bear Grylls Survival, um, what are the three things that you would take with you? <laughs> what are the three things? Uh, wow. I mean, it would be pretty cool, isn't it? Like, uh, <laughs> to, to, to go on. I, I will bring, like, probably a proper jacket. I think, you know, like... It's one of those things that, that, that you that you have to, to have with you. Um, I have a, a bottle of water, like one of those like cool, you know, uh, gadget ones that he, he sells that actually quite quite good. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I'll probably bring a book uh, to keep me to keep me entertained. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, yeah. There is there is a book that I there are two books that I kind of go back to uh, a lot of the time. Uh, one is is called the uh, the Tao of Pooh. Uh, it's actually you know an introduction to to Zen Taoism, but with the characters of Winnie Pooh. Oh yeah. Uh, and so there's two books, the Tao of Pooh and the Tao of Piglet, and they're just meant like it's it's. Yeah, I, I read them probably once a quarter. It's always, you know, the, you know, like it's it's just great. And then there is another one called Buddha Gyof and Me. And again, this one, you know, I did my my I took a sabbatical when I was twenty five, and I went to South Korea for two years. And I I found this audiobook randomly, uh, and it was that book. And uh, and it's just like great, like it makes you, you know, like it really makes you. It's one of those things that it speak to you, regardless of what you're going in life. You know, it makes you think, yeah, right, that's it. Now I can focus myself. Uh, but yeah, those are two great, you know, like things that uh, no matter what you're facing, you know, they're always help you there to, to find your north. I would say. Oh, fab, I'll have, to, oh. I'll have to give them a search on Amazon. <laughs> that's the power of a book, isn't it? Being able to like change your outlook on life. That's the every writer's goal isn't it yeah. especially especially having Winnie Pooh and then the family you know there to walk you through it you know it's like it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so um we mentioned previously just about um you mentioned before about working in Southeast Asia and the Philippines and um, what kind of challenges have you faced then working on such an international scale um it's 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 the differences right uh we've been part of different projects where you know, we had to scale uh, cross borders, but most importantly, cross cultures. Uh, and I think is is one of those things that you need to understand. You know how to adapt. Uh, it's not just about localizing the content; it's also localizing the approach uh, and making sure that you're personalizing to that. Yeah. Um, w- working in Southeast Asia, and especially you know in countries like Malaysia or Indonesia. You know, Indonesia is probably one of the biggest world uh, countries in the world, you know, uh, and fast growing, you know, uh, yeah. low bankerization, but, you know, they just move straight away into like digital money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding all that behavior, you know, and change in the business, you know, like uh, they probably, you know, they they take everything and they scale it, you know, to like a different level, you know? And somebody I was, I, I had a meeting with uh, the, one of the founders of one of the, you know, the unicorns there. And he was saying, you know, something that is, you know, that people don't take into account is like countries like Indonesia. People are a commodity, you know, which means that mm-hmm. there is a lot that you can do with the resources available to yourself. So, it's, so you know, for the lack of infrastructure, quote unquote, that you have, then you, you make up for with other means. But also it's about understanding, you know, how does that react? You know, we have a, a, a big customer of ours there, which is in real estate. 
you know, everything there is at a high scale, you know, and it's understanding uh, some of that. In Latin America, you know, we have another customer as well uh, with whom, just like with Bear Grylls, you know, like we started from scratch with them, you know, and they're almost becoming the Amazon of Central America and they've been fast growing. And, you know, now, you know, like all these different, you know, established brands are coming to them and saying, you know, I want in, you know, how do I get my product into your marketplace, you know? And is then understanding the nuances of that and then making sure that, you know, as you scale, you're, you're keeping on top of your unique economics, right? You, you, you keep on top, uh, you know, the messaging. One of the things that, especially as a business and especially for businesses nowadays, you know, with companies and partners like you guys, right? Where you guys are, essentially you guys give, you know, brands global localization, right? You guys are, you know, in the UK and, and mainland Europe, you know, now in the US yeah. as, as expands, you know, you want to understand the nuances of the unit economics in the different markets and and be able not to cannibalize your own budgets, right? Uh, you want to make sure that you have those protections in place because different um, markets will have different costs. You know, going back to the question that you guys asked before about, you know, has social media uh, peak? No, it hasn't. But every market is very different, right? You might think that, you know, countries like UK, probably social media has a, a saturation problem, which means that you need to become even more, you know, intelligent and smart about how do you get to the right people at the right time while keeping the cost down, yeah. right? But probably that same problem might not exist in countries where, you know, uh, online shopping and all this is only starting, right? You have to understand that more and more people are moving online. COVID has only accelerated a lot, a lot of that. Yeah. You know, we've been talking to Mastercard about this, and you know, and, and the differences that Mastercard has seen, you know, in terms of of the penetration and the usage of their products, and and I think you know it's about understanding the nuances of the different markets, but also how can you identify the opportunities and be able to grow within those opportunities and and, and ride the waves in many ways. Yeah, it, like you said, it's understanding the differences in the market then also understanding the way just the culture differences like you said how those different countries actually orchestrate the business i know we when we opened our german division even though germany isn't too far from the uk at all it's not halfway across the world but even then we still have to tweak certain things just you know to to get those deals over the line yeah and and, and that's the thing right that people need to understand that there are partners like you guys like us who have gone through it already that understand yeah. those things yeah so you know rather than reinventing the wheel if you will right it's it's really riding on the back of you know other people's experiences and being able okay. to, to see it on, on on the back of you know the giants and really build you know the strong foundation on, on the strong foundations i'll say yeah i think that's an excellent piece of advice though yeah. um so it's time for a bit of an off-the-wall question because I was actually discussing this with my friends the other day. The question is, which three people, dead or alive, would you invite to a dinner party that you were hosting? Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a difficult one. I, I would say it would, be, it would be funny, you know, if you get to sit on a dinner party with Nikola Tesla like Mark Twain you know, like they used to be like super mates, you know, yeah. Yeah. They, they were a laugh. Uh, and it would be funny just to sit in there and, and seeing how they, you know, how they make jokes about Edison and stuff like that. I mean, imagine, you know, like the, 
you know, like how how that would have been, you know, like having a you know a few drinks with them. I'll say probably that one is one. Um, yeah, imagining New York, you know, the Plaza Hotel, things like that, you know, the story uh, <laughs> would have been interesting. Uh, maybe, maybe Einstein or Carl Sagan will be another one. You know, like it would be an, an interesting one to see, you know, how Einstein, you know, I was reading just an article the other day about, you know, how gravity as a, as a, as a force is very different to, to all the other fours, uh, you know, how, you know, up until today, you know, like really the, 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 the only understanding, not the only, but, you know, like the, the, the understanding, the major understanding is really from Einstein, right? And how yeah. you have all these thousands of physicists around the world, you know, think, you know, understanding and trying to figure out, you know, the, the, the big step, you know, that, that are, there are still a gap. And, you know, like imagine like one person, without any of the knowledge, a fraction of the knowledge available to themselves back then as exists today, they were able to write, you know, in many ways, the, you know, the, the axioms on, on which, you know, our life is really built. So that, that would be an insight. That would not be a beer I would be having with ice, probably a coffee or tea. I say. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, so thank you very much, um, Gil. We've really enjoyed having you on today. Um, just to finish off then, what do you think is some of the best advice that you've ever been given that you could share with us? Stay naive, you know, like that. you don't know what you don't know. And the more you know, the more you realize that you don't know nothing. I think, you know, that's, that's you know, one of the things that, and we, we take this with every client and we take this with everything that we approach at LEAF, but also it's, it has become really a life motto you know, to, to stay naive, to take, you know, uh, take, stay, st start everything with a fresh pair of eyes, you know, uh, yeah. sometimes uh, you, you, you want to be surprised, you know, and sometimes second guessing yourself and trying to, to optimize preemptively will leave you away from, you know, from pleasant surprises. Um, if anything, we're living in a world that is super fast changing. Uh, yeah. And, you know, nothing is monotonous anymore, not even, you know, within a year, not even a month, you know, less so in a week. So you really want to stay naive, you know, like uh, look for those surprises and those, those surprises you'll find opportunities. And then it's up to you whether you take them or not, right? But, but yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, words of wisdom there. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's good. That's a good piece of open-minded advice there about continuing to learn. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, and it's great collaborating with you guys. You know, uh, on 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 people's successes and our own successes as well. So, thanks for having no me. No problem. Thanks so much for joining, taking a bit of time out of your busy virtual schedule. <laughs> um, make sure you check out the LeafGrow website at leafgrow.io, and also check out the Facebook page LeafGrow.io. Thanks for joining us. Um, you can also join us next month for more special guests and industry insights. Uh, you can give us a follow on Anchor at Hobnob FC, or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn by searching Fulfillment Crowd or searching for the hashtag Join the Crowd.